Ready to dominate at the plate? Blast Baseball is trusted by more major league and college teams than any other hitting solution. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 at checkout to save $25. All right, everybody. It is 9 o'clock. Let's get right into it. We do this show every Monday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on X Spaces. I'm Alan Gay, and this is Now D1 Speaks. Hey, we got a special show tonight. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to kind of step out of the baseball world. We don't have an uncommitted prospect. We don't have a coach. We don't have somebody coming on talking to us about where they just committed. We're going to do something totally different. We're going to be talking with Joe Malone. He is the CEO of Southern Cross Safety Academy. And if you're wondering what is Southern Cross Safety Academy, guess what? He's going to tell us all about it. So, hey, Joe, man, are you with us? I am, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, man. Thank you so much for joining us. I think this is going to be a great night. It's going to be, uh, hey, it's going to be informative. We're going to be able to learn a lot. And I think we're just going to have a ton of fun, man. I'm absolutely looking forward to yeah, it. Yeah, same. I, I'm, I'm really interested to reach out to your demographic and hopefully uh, you know, have a positive impact. I know you will. Hey, why don't you kind of kick it off? Just introduce yourself. Tell us who you are and what you're all about. Absolutely. So my name is Joe Malone. I'm a former special operations Marine, and I now teach people how to keep themselves and their loved ones safe against violence and violent crime, mostly through mental resiliency, skill set development, habit development, and mindset. All right, man. That's a mouthful right there. There's a lot to get into. So you know, one of the things, and, and for everybody that, that uh, tunes into this show, they know we do this conversation live. It is what it is. We don't go back and say, you know what, let's edit this. It's just an opportunity to really get together and uh, find out what, you know, find out who you're all about. So with that kind of in mind, I did do a little background on you, of course, Joe. And so just kind of, kind of walk through just a little bit your personal journey. I know that you know, maybe your youth didn't go exactly as, as you had planned, but tell us how, you know, your background really led you to becoming the CEO of Southern Cross Safety Academy. And how did those experiences really kind of shape your mission that you're uh, performing today? Yeah. So I, I've lived a very dynamic life, lots of transformations in terms of my, my personality, my persona, my belief systems. When I was a young kid, I actually played baseball all through T-ball and you know, going into high school. I was never really that good at it, mostly played right field, pulled a lot of grass. So I was pretty good at catcher during the last couple of years. But then I got into football in junior high, and I, I really loved it, had a great time. And then when I was 12, I got introduced to kind of a wrong older crowd, ended up getting introduced to some little drugs here or there. By the time I was in high school, I was thrown out of two high schools, ended up shooting up some dope, smoking crack doing all sorts of crazy stuff on the streets of Chicago by the time I was 16, 17 years old. And, you know, I had lost a couple of friends already due to overdoses by the time I was 18. And my best friend, John, he joined the Marine Corps. He, he didn't get into the heavy stuff with me like, like I was in it, but he was a troublemaker himself. He joined the Marine Corps in 2005. I watched him graduate. A year later, I was going to uh, San Diego myself. And then I had uh, 13 years in, ended up going into the Special Operations Command, which was new. The Marine Corps hasn't had a Special Operations component since World War II, so my class was the 10th class to graduate. 
And it was just wild, you know, lots of ups and downs, lefts and rights, uh, a lot of happy times, a lot of sad times. And as I transitioned out of the military, I ended up horribly broke, horribly depressed, a lot of guilt, uh, survivor's guilt, TBI, over-medicated, and found myself living on a beach out of a tent. And I just said, man, this, this can't be it. So I, I found a purpose here in the States, here in America. And, you know, I, I figured with my dynamic background, my dynamic experiences on the streets as a petty criminal, and then ultimately as a special operations Marine, you know, teaching people how they can keep themselves and their loved ones safe was, was my mission. Man, I tell you what, that's a lot right there. I mean, what a ton of experience. And, and uh, you're a young guy. I mean, I mean, how old are you, Joe? Yeah, 36. 36? You are a young guy and in 13 years in the military as well. I mean, you've had a, hey, man, you've had a lot of experiences in your life already. And I can't wait to kind of really get into that. Tell us what it is that Southern Cross Safety Academy is really all about. So it started off as when, when I was leaving the military, this is right when Marjorie Stoneman, the shooting down in Florida, uh, which uh, you, you, you know, you're down in Florida, so you're familiar with that. Oh, yeah. That had happened. Yep. And in the special operations uh, community, we live in an active shooter environment. I mean, we're, lo- we're linking up with unvetted, untrusted local guerrillas behind enemy lines, and we're training them, we're living with them, we're giving them firearms and equipment. And sometimes, unfortunately, we have insider attacks. And so we're always planning for the contingencies, we're always developing models of behavior so we could identify you know, the threat. And so when I saw how horribly planned schools active shooter programs currently still are, by the way, I said to myself, this is how I could help. Like, it's so simple to me that it blows my mind. Schools haven't figured it out. Get out of the building. Anybody listening, get out of the building, plain and simple. So I thought that 2019 came around. I got out of the military. I thought schools were going to accept me with open arms. This guy's got all this experience. I went, I, I certified myself with the highest credential in the world as a certified protection professional within the security industry. And not a single school wanted anything to do with me. They did not want to hear Hmm. a single word about active shooter preparedness. So I said, okay, that's kind of weird. Why don't I go to the police station? Police stations, you know, there's a lot of politics within local police stations. And so it wasn't as accepting as I thought it was. So I kind of had to take a big step back. And I thought to myself, man, what could I really do to like provide my skills and an impact? And that's when 2020 hit. A lot of people were scared. And so I started doing a lot of individual consulting, individual training, and then a lot of corporate work, helping corporations develop situational awareness, breaking down what the science of it is. But ultimately, the most important thing, my friend, is to realize that most people are good people. Let me just be clear about that. Like the vast majority of people are really good people. And if we would just pull our attention into the present moment, live a little bit more presently, and I break down the science behind why we're not present But we could realize that most people are good people. And if we realize most people are good people in that present moment, then it's a good experience in that moment. And if we have compounded good experiences, we have a good life. And therefore, evil and criminal behavior becomes so much more prevalent or or obvious to us, I should say, because you're seeing most people as good people. And when somebody doesn't look or appear to be a good person, it sticks out a lot. And so that's really where the the nexus of the company currently as it is was formed 
Okay. I got you. You know, one thing that was really a ton of stuff that was interesting, but one thing that just absolutely popped out to me, why do you think the schools weren't particularly interested in talking to you and hearing what it is that you had to offer? Well, it's a couple of different things. It's one, it's fear. People are so petrified over talking about active shooters and workplace violence that they try to just stick their head in the sand and hope it doesn't happen. And then what do we hear every time it happens? Oh, I, how did this happen? I could have never imagined it happening here. Well, you could have never imagined it happening there because you've never taken the time to actually plan properly. The, the other part behind it is ego. There's a lot of ego with tenured teachers, with tenured anybody in any industry. And so they feel as if though they know better because they quote unquote care more than some outside consultant would. And then lastly, there's a lot of external pressures that are being pushed down onto them from unqualified people making these judgments like, you know, uh, local police resources, school resource safety officers. And, and that's, let me be clear, the vast majority of cops, I love my cops, they're great people. Uh, but there are a few people in key leadership positions throughout the country that don't know what they're talking about. I mean, how obvious is it? Somebody wants to hurt you, you gain distance. It's as simple as that. Distance equals time equals safety. The further you are from somebody trying to hurt you, the safer you are. You have four pre-designated rally locations, north, south, east, and west, because it is a dynamic environment. You train simple, cool, calm, collected, like you would a fire drill. And then before you know it, you know, we have like 12,000 fires across this country every year in schools. Guess how many students are killed? Zero. Okay, well, if we can get that down, why can't we do it with this? So there's a couple of different reasons why, and it varies from district to district, but Ultimately, it's it's fear. It's a fear based decision process. And that, that's never a good outcome. You can't make decisions based off fear. Absolutely. I tell you what, hey, everybody that's joining this evening, thank you so much. We absolutely appreciate you being here. If you got in late, don't worry about it. We record this space. We're going to be able to retweet it out in its entirety. I think we got a fascinating conversation going on tonight. We're going to be talking with we are talking with Joe Malone. He's the CEO of Southern Cross Safety Academy. And I got to tell you, the, uh, what he is talking about is real. And, uh, and it's nothing to be scared of, but I tell you what, it's something to absolutely take a look at and to be serious about. And I'm very, I think we're all very, very fortunate that Joe has taken some time out to be with us. So, Joe, let me talk about your military career just a little bit. You know, you, you kind of highlighted you were in the Marines for 13 years. You were part, you were the 10th graduating class of the Marine Special Operations Command. Hey, man, first of all, thank you so much for what you've done for our country. It's people like you that, that keep us safe every day. And, and thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you very much for that. But let me ask you something. Some of the lessons that you have probably learned during your military career, you know, kind of kind of how would you translate that to maybe benefiting some young athletes that you could kind of pass along? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the most important things that I've learned in my life is that adversity is great. We need adversity. We need physical adversity. We need mental adversity and emotional adversity. And the reason why it's so great is because you can never gain strength. It's the law of cause and effect. You can never gain strength in this world without putting in the effort. 
And so when we look at the human condition, the more adversity that we inflict upon ourselves, whether it's working out, going to the gym, running sprints, dedicating yourself to a leadership position, then the more you're capable of dealing with from the external world and the more you're capable of dealing with the from the external world because of the adversity you're inflicting upon yourself, the belief and confidence you're creating within yourself, then the stronger of a leader you can be. And the stronger of a leader you can be, the more people you could positively influence and direct in a correlated effort towards making great lasting impact. And so that, that would be the, the first thing is adversity is good. It's a great thing for humans to face adversity and be challenged. It's also really important the way that we talk to ourselves during that adversity, self-talk, self-belief programs, that subconscious mind. And so for any, anybody who's on the fence of if they want to go to college and, and continue their sports career, you can, you absolutely can. It's just a matter of believing in yourself, talking to yourself with positive affirmation while inflicting that adversity upon yourself. And then, you know, the other point that I would, I would really make really big point is when it comes to leadership, you must be the example. Leadership is one who can positively influence and give the vision to the masses, but then also exemplify and embody that spirit. And so it's very important. You can never cut corners. You cannot lie. Your energy does not lie. So I would say that those were two really huge uh, lessons that I've learned. Absolutely. Thank you for imparting that and sharing it. And then I I do want to touch on mental adversity. And uh, the reason I want to touch on that is, man, I got to tell you, one of the things that we talk about on a continuous basis with the, uh, with, with our, our core audience of uncommitted baseball prospects is the mental piece. You know, it's not only mentally, how are you handling the game and, and maybe separating yourself from your schoolwork and then stepping on a field immediately and, and really kind of putting yourself forward athletically. But it's also the mental pressure of, man, I want to be recruited. I want to go to college. I want to be successful. You know, I don't want to fail when I'm at bat. I don't want to fail when I'm pitching. There's a lot of mental adversity. And one of the things that you mentioned when you you were kind of introducing yourself, you touched on, you know, TBI, PTSD, kind of talk to us just a little bit how you overcame those obstacles and maybe how some young athletes kind of given the the description that I just went through that they can kind of overcome some of their own mental adversities as well. Absolutely. I I think this is so important for all humans because we're never really taught how to do this. I was fortunate enough to be horribly depressed and in a medical clinic facility with a team of neurologists to teach me about this stuff. But I would also recommend anybody seek out the videos. The internet can be a great thing for educating yourself. You know, Tony Robbins, Ed Millett, Bob Proctor, John Asaroff, you know, these are some of the greatest, you know, uh, self-development coaches that you could have free access to. And, and there's a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And he talks about the power of envisionment, uh, envisioning yourself success, being successful. And what happens when we think is that we create new neural networks in the brain, meaning that you're literally creating new paths in your brain. You're forming a new part of your brain. 
And if you focus on the fear, the failure of the fear, then you're going to drive yourself, your energy and your momentum towards that. Kind of like when a race car driver is losing control of their vehicle. A race car driver who's losing control doesn't look at the wall he's afraid of crashing into because that's exactly where he will go. He will crash into that wall where our energy, where our concentration goes, our energy flows. So you always want to make sure that you're consciously cutting out those negative thoughts, those fear-based thoughts, and you're reaffirming and you're envisioning yourself in being successful and overcoming that. I call this tether and replace, TNR, where you think back to a positive experience in your life, a success. It could be of any degree, but something that can make you feel good. When you feel the emotion of that positive past experience, it strengthens at a faster rate your brain network. It it solidifies those neural networks at a much greater rate of speed, much greater strength and connection. And then you think about yourself being successful shortly thereafter in whatever you're afraid of. So if you got a playoff game coming up or a, a scout's coming to watch and you're nervous because maybe you don't run as fast or you don't hit as hard, stop focusing on the negative where your concentration goes, your energy flows. And that's why you have one bad thing that screws up your day, you get in a bad mood, the rest of your day gets shot because you keep concentrating on that negative aspect. Instead, I would encourage people to just take a moment Consciously think about a past experience where you were very successful, let the emotion sink in for for a fraction of a second, and then now picture yourself being successful in that moment that you were just a moment ago fearful of. It takes a little bit of work at first, but you must remain positive. You must remain focused. Look, you got one life, brother. You got one life, sister. You might as well consciously intervene and make it as fruitful and beautiful of an experience as possible. What great advice, Joe. I mean, but, you know, I love what you're just walking through because I got to tell you, I mean, baseball is such a game of failure. You know, I mean, you even you think about Hall of Famers are failing, you know, seven out of 10 at bats, you know, because if if they're hitting 300, you're saying, oh, my gosh, you're a great hitter. And it's incredible how often you're thinking about as a player, just don't mess up. You know what I mean? You're 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 not thinking positively uh, unless and to your point you know honestly if something goes your way early in a game it's incredible you start building off that energy and it just kind of right it just kind of absolutely explodes i think you're touching on so many things that are just absolutely critical certainly to young athletes but just just to young people and to people in general as well Hey, Joe, let me ask you something. How can people find you? I mean, where are you? What's, what's the best way that they could kind of reach out and, and find out more about what it is that you're offering and really kind of help their own lives as well? Yeah, so southerncross.company, company is spelled out. That's the website. You can go on there and find some basic information. I'm very active on Instagram. I put out like daily safety tips to help you and your family. Just just build positive habits of awareness and safety, things that make you a harder target. And criminals, of course, don't want to go after you. So Joseph underscore Malone underscore official. That's my my Instagram page. And then, you know, we, we've also, I'm really excited. I've got an online interactive virtual training program that's going to get released here in the next couple of months. And, and I think next week or the week after we're opening up the early bird special. Look, if you want to know about mindset, 
ama- like true nutrition where you could stay ripped and lean for the rest of your life. We call it elite commando fitness. Uh, you know, improve upon your physical skill sets. And then if you really want to learn about home safety, family safety, presence, awareness, situational, you know, awareness, how to identify criminals, everything all the way to how to use firearms, a flashlight, and even pepper spray properly, then this is going to be a great place for you to go. It's super cheap. It's a one-time payment. And it's, it's basically choose your own destiny. So a situation will arise, Hollywood-style footage. And, hey, you choose one answer, we play it out, and we, we talk about it. And then you get to learn and repeat and grow within your own skill sets. It's ever-changing. So that's going to be really good. It's called Lethality University, uh, Lethal You, because those capable of great lethality, capable of preserving great peace. Hey, man, good stuff. Thank you for letting us know how we can find you. And I'll be sure, you know, for anyone that is uh, listening live, you guys know that I always turn this into a podcast. We're going to absolutely put every way that you can get in touch with Joe into our episode episode description, too. Hey, you know, one thing that I thought that was really cool, Joe, you you kind of have a goal where you really want to be able to train at least a million, probably over a million people in personal safety. How are you going about doing that? Yeah, so right now it's just a lot of travel, (laughs) (laughs) you know, a lot of time away from the family. Uh, But I I try to engage the audience as much as I possibly can. I have a coaching group that, you know, I I bring people in. We meet weekly. Um, And then with the Lethality University, you know, we get people in these group chats. We have podcasts. But then as I go around the country, you know, we have events, we have social events. I work with local politicians, some municipalities, some companies, but any, any way that I could reach out and touch somebody and help them out. It's a lot of travel, but we're, we're on the verge of uh, hiring on some trainers and we're going to grow and, and eventually we'll have a centralized location where anybody can come in and, you know, learn how to keep themselves and their loved ones safe. Hey, man, that's cool. What an awesome goal, man. I tell you what, everything's always about the million. If you can get to the first million followers, if you can get to the first million dollars in your account, the first million the first million citizens is always about that million. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of is. No, no, no question about it. I love that goal, man. And that's such a worthwhile goal, even as I'm kind of walking through it, you know, and I threw out, hey, a million dollars in my own account. Well, that's really servicing me and my family. But what you're doing, you're reaching out to a million people and the impact that that could have on those million lives and the lives that are involved with them. Man, that's really a worthwhile goal. I love that goal. I I feel like, you know, it's kind of one of these things. Once you check that million off, it's just going to explode. And the next thing you know, you will have helped 10 million, 20 million, 50 million. You know, so that's really cool, man. I give you a lot of credit for that, Joe. Yeah, thanks. That's that, you know, that's totally the goal. You know, the the idea is that, you know, imagine everybody in your city knows how to look out for criminal behavior and how to deal with criminal behavior in a nonviolent way. And then ultimately, if a criminal wants to get violent, they can people can defend themselves. If everybody knows how to do that, criminals are going to have a hard time making business. And if criminals have a hard time victimizing people, hey, they're going to try to do something else. Absolutely, man. I love this. This is a fantastic conversation. Let's talk about firearms just a little bit and maybe firearm training. You know, hey, we've got guys that listen to this show. They're all over the country, you know, and and I know that there's I know there's uh, families that absolutely have guns and there's probably families that are that don't want anything to do with guns. 
Yeah. So, you know, firearms are just, they're very misrepresented in a lot of ways. And now keep in mind, I was not raised around guns. I was raised in Chicago and I only shot a gun maybe five times before I joined the Marine Corps. It's being trained and educated on anything in this life. I always recommend people have an open mind, recognize you're being conditioned based off your environment, and just take things in for what they truly can be. And so a a firearm is nothing more than a tool. And in fact, it's the greatest personal safety tool ever, because when it comes to violent criminals, we don't want to level the playing field. We just don't. This person's trying to take away from our life or possibly take our life, the lives of those around us, because you're never as complete of a human if you get victimized. So they're hurting your kids and your wife and your husband indirectly. So my recommendation to anybody always is just educate yourself and train yourself and be open-minded and open-hearted enough to just see what it's about. Learn how to use the tool. Learn how to use a drill like you learn how to use a car. A firearm is no different. I mean, all these things are potentially lethal. It's just firearms, of course, get a bad rap because they're so powerful. But they're powerful because they're the greatest personal safety tool ever created. And I would also really caution people that when you do take that chance to learn, oh man, I I really hope that people would decide to reach out to me if they hear this, because there's so many instructors out there that are not good instructors. And I have a big problem with that. I, I think that everybody should have the right to bear an arm. I think that everybody should have the right to bear all sorts of arms. It's not about what do you need an AR-15 for these days versus, you know, a musket back in the day? That's not what it's about. It's about having the overwhelming ability to defend yourself against violence and violent crime. It, what, what my point is, is that there's people out there who claim to be really good instructors. It's not as regulated as I wish it was. I wish that people would get paid time off to get trained, to get educated, because it is a really big deal. But ultimately, if you find yourself in a position where you could learn, definitely learn. There's only four weapon safety rules. That's it. If anybody wants to know them, please reach out to me. This is my, this is like my passion. Four rules, ladies and gentlemen, and you will never have a problem. That is it. And, you know, if, if you have the opportunity, explore it, see if it's for you. I hope your instructor is a good instructor, but be weary because sometimes you run into some pretty bad ones. I got to say, Joe, man, you've got a great way about yourself. I love listening to you talk. You're so calm. You kind of put everything in just normal, uh, everyday language that I can, that personally I can absolutely understand. But just your demeanor. I mean, you're just a very, very calm person. And you say, hey, maybe it's a big deal, but this is kind of how we can walk through it. And I would love to know what the four rules are. I got to say, and anybody else who wants to know what these rules are, man, reach out to Joe, Joseph Malone. He's at, you know, he's at Southern Cross Safety Academy. You will be able to find him. Get in touch with him. I got to tell you, I think he could uh, absolutely make a difference in your life. So thank you again, Joe. I absolutely appreciate you being on with us this evening. Yeah, thanks. It's been awesome, man. Hey, I want to know something here. What What is this concept, preserving great peace? Kind of talk about that. What does that mean? Yeah, so those capable of great lethality are capable of preserving great peace. So what is you know, lethality. Lethality isn't just the ability to perform violent acts. Lethality is a way of life. You know, the, uh, the Japanese uh, had, a, had a saying called Bushido. And Bushido is walking in alignment with oneself. And, and that really means self-discipline, 
positive internal belief system, positive mindset, beautifying all things in your life because you appreciate the sanctity and the fragility of life around you. And you just try to make the best of it. You treat other people how you would want to be treated. And in the end, you are responsible enough and disciplined enough to inflict self-adversity to strengthen yourself physically and to strengthen your skill sets to where you can perform violence if needed. But you're disciplined enough, you're smart enough, you're sharp enough, and you appreciate life enough to where you don't want to do that. However, you know, I spent a lot of time around criminals growing up, and I could tell you that they're always looking for people who are isolated, weak, alone, looking confused, face down in their cell phone. And when you live a lethal lifestyle, a lifestyle of discipline and positive mindset, you don't walk around as what's called a soft target. You're a much harder target, and criminals pick up on that, and they don't want anything to do with you. And so when you're capable of great lethality, not only could you prevent criminal behavior, but you're capable of preserving the peace. If, if somebody sees a victim, potential victim, and then that person standing next to you at the bus stop, the criminal is going to turn the other way. And if they don't, you're there to do what's right and to defend the innocent and the weak. So that's, that's what we mean when we say those capable of great lethality are capable of preserving great peace when needed. Man, that's good stuff right there. Thank you for walking through that. Again, everyone that's joining us, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting Joseph Malone, and, and certainly thank you for supporting now D1. I mentioned earlier that we record this space, and you know we record it so that we can retweet it out, but we also record it so that we can turn it into a podcast, and that podcast is Now D1 Speaks, and it has gotten incredibly popular. I mean, our core audience is certainly uncommitted baseball uh, prospects and as well as college coaches that are really looking for opportunities and guys that they could recruit. But I got to tell you, tonight's really been a special night. Again, this is Joseph Malone, and uh, he has absolutely given us a ton of tips and a, a ton of just real-world advice. And I think he offers just special training. He offers great insight. And I think all you really need to do is just reach out to him. You can find him at Southern Cross Safety Academy. And, and I would certainly say do it. I think you would be well advised to go ahead and do something like that. So speaking of, of just kind of practical, no nonsense, just give us some, maybe just some very practical tips or resources just for, for young people that listen to this show where they could just kind of uh, be responsible for their own personal safety. And, and really one of the things that we touched on earlier, maybe their mental resiliency as well. Yeah, you know, the, the biggest thing as uh, a kid who was not a positive kid, didn't do positive things, didn't have a positive look on myself or life in general, you know, I, I really just got to say that, especially for the sports playing kids, look, like, it's rough being a teen these days, being a young adult these days. I, you know, I, we didn't have social media back in my time like there is now. But whatever you're going through, and, and this is really for anybody, like anything you're going through right now in life, it will pass if you choose for it to pass. And if you want something out of life, all you need to do is change the way that you're talking to yourself, that you're believing in yourself. You got to just consciously intervene and picture yourself being successful. Again, where your concentration goes, your energy flows right behind it. So if you think in negative terms, then you're going to begin to behave and attract negative things in your life. And the opposite is true for positive. You think in positive terms. You, you just take the extra second to not get mad at the person who cut you off on the highway and just say, you know what? It ain't that big of a deal. 
I'm alive, I'm healthy, you know, your health is your most important thing. And so having that positive mindset, that positive belief system, and then knowing how to execute on it every single day and develop habits and discipline that create momentum, you're never going to go zero to a million, you got to start off small, you got to build that momentum, Newton's law of motion, you know, objects in motion start to stay in motion. And, you know, if, if you're, in a situation in life where you're struggling, you just got to really trust your intuition, go against the grain, live it to the fullest, take advantage of every opportunity that you can because it's going to go by. And maybe you'll have your health taken out from under you. Maybe you're going to face a severe life tragedy that might set you back a couple of years. But ultimately, it's so imperative. And this is coming from a guy who, you know, I was quite honestly, I, I almost ended my life. Like I almost took it away from myself. It was just a fraction of, you know, an instant. And I'm so glad I didn't. And I really just encourage anybody, especially the youth listening to this, that you can make it through anything. You've got what it takes. Just make sure that you consciously intervene with those positive mindset, belief systems and habits. And before you know it, you're building success. It's compounding on itself. And, uh, you know, life begins to fall into place. You become a harder target. You're not easy to victimize and you can help other people by being a strong leader. Man, Joe, I am so happy too that you were able to overcome that period of your life. And I got to tell you, man, the way you've turned yourself around and, um, and what you're building and what you're providing, it's really incredible. And I got to thank you again for being on this evening. I've had a fantastic time so far. And, uh, you know, I hope you've enjoyed it as well and that you're going to get something out of it. But it has been a fantastic evening. Yeah, no, I've had a great time, man. Man, absolutely. So with that in mind, maybe we could kind of wrap it up just a little bit. And and the way I want to wrap it up really is like, what's the future holding for you? I mean, hey, you're only 36 here. You know, I know you want to knock out helping a million citizens and, and grow it further than that. But what are what's like the next step that you really see yourself and, and your company progressing to? Yeah, you know, I, I, I love working with people. I love I started working with some young adults recently uh, and helping them develop and cultivate these positive mindsets and then the habits and the skill sets behind what they need to do in order to accomplish their life dreams. I think it's so cool that we've developed this whole like coaching industry in a sense it's it's something that I think is greatly needed. We as humans are social creatures. We need interaction with one another. And so I, I really just see us growing in that aspect, in that regard. I want to expand the company out uh, into the Texas areas where we're growing a little bit. We're looking at Miami as well, Florida possibly. So we might open up uh, some shops out that way in terms of some training events. But I, I really just want to keep reaching people, communicating with people, um, you know, all ages, young and old. And just bring, I want to bring people together, man. Like, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. Most people are good people. We're just lost, confused, scared. And especially these last couple of years, just jacking everybody up, listening to the news way too much. The news isn't even the news anymore. It's just nothing but negativity. And, uh, you know, most people are good people. And I want to help people realize that by, by performing it in an action. Love is an action, my friend. Love is a verb. It means it's something that you do, you sacrifice, and you give. And then when you give to people and you show gratitude for the things that you do have, so you cultivate gratitude, you cultivate positive energy, and then you give that out to other people because you can only give what you possess, that's when the world just becomes such a beautiful place, man. 
Man, what a great way to end the evening. I got to tell you, that's fantastic advice. And those are real words that actually mean something. I mean, that's big time stuff right there, Joe. I got to tell you, man, I am so happy that you were on this evening. I do want to let everyone know that tomorrow night, we generally do this Monday through Thursday, but we are going to have an exception. We're going to do a Friday night. It's a little bit earlier. It's 6 p.m. Eastern. But we do have an uncommitted. We, you know, we've got. Uh, we're going to have Ashton Weingart on, and Ashton is a big time prospect. I tell you, and he's got a special story, and I think he's really going to want to dial in to hear what it is that he's got to say and where it is that he's going. So don't miss that. But hey, tonight, Joe, man, again, I just can't thank you enough for coming on. I think that what you have shared is absolutely going to help lives that listen to this show. And I know people are going to be reaching out to you to find out more about what they can do about their own personal safety. So, Joe, thank you very much, man. I absolutely enjoyed this evening. I had a a great time, Alan. And, you know, again, I I hope that people realize that they are capable of doing more than they they believe they are. And, you know, if, uh, you know, this is coming from a Marine, you know, like violence, man, it just sucks. Let's live our lives in a positive way. Let's help elevate one another and do some positive things. Absolutely, brother. I can't think of a better way to end the show with what you just said. So, hey, thank you again, Joe, and thank you, everyone, that was joining. And we're going to end it here for tonight. So, good night. Take care. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you ready to dominate at the plate this season? Blast Baseball is the number one hitting improvement solution, trusted by more major league, college, and travel ball teams than any other. The Blast sensor attaches to the knob of any bat, providing real-time feedback with every swing. Metrics are automatically sent to a smartphone app, generating insights that allow you to analyze and improve your hitting like never before. Go to BlastMotion.com and enter code NOWD1 and you will save $25 at checkout. Unlock your potential with Blast. Blast.